0: Hello and welcome to Cage Club. Two fans, more than 100 movies, one cage. This is episode 116, The Retirement Plan from 2023. I'm Joey Lewandowski.
1: And I'm Mike Manzi.
0: Mike, we are back with another Cage movie. This is, I think, the fourth one this year. We had The Old Way, we had Renfield, we had The Flash, which we did a little bonus episode of. We did this one and we did, what was the one we just did? one we just oh, did. Just with with Kinnaman. Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy
1: for the to Get so out of my car. Four and a half. With Nick four Cage, and a half movies. Because he's got the one scene. But yeah. Yeah, the deadly Uber passenger movie. That's This is shaping up to be 2017. That was, I think, that one year where one a month or something. The streak.
0: <laughs> we got, so we were
1: looking again
0: earlier, and mm-hmm. we have coming out this fall, Butcher's Crossing, which is coming out sometime. Dream Scenario in November. Mm-hmm. I think that might be it. He's got four okay. upcoming on IMDb besides those two dated 2024 two in pre-production so I don't think any of those are going to come out this year but two more probably this year and then four more at least listed now yeah
1: I mean as far as I'm concerned he reached his quota for uh, 2023 we just want one just want one exactly and he's given us more than one and we even got Dracula this year and so (laughs) with two more months two more movies truly cool
0: so the retirement plan, when Ashley and her young daughter Sarah get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts their lives at risk, she turns to estranged father, Matt, currently living the life or, of a retired. Well, yeah. <laughs> currently living the life of a retired beach bum in the Cayman Islands, written and directed by a guy named Tim Brown, shot by a guy named Mark Irwin, who also shot Scream. He Wait, shot a bunch the of first Scream? Mm-hmm. He shot a bunch of Cronenberg movies like The Fly and Video Drum and Scanners. Wait,
1: the guy who shot this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: He also shot a bunch of Farley Brothers movies like There's Something About Mary. Did he lose an eye? Don't know. Budget of not listed, but less than $20 million, says Wiki. Box office of $745,000. The worst total ever for a cage wide release. Open in theaters, 1,175
1: theaters, and it's opening weekend, $745,000. After watching this movie, I can't believe that this was playing near us. Like, we could have seen, like, Mm -hmm. we couldn't because of our schedules. We tried to, but, like, this was playing in theaters near us, and after watching this, I'm I'm kind of shocked.
0: Well, two things about that. Number one, I don't think it should have been in theaters at all. No, if, I mean, I don't want to shit talk movies. I I feel like my positivity across all podcasts is <laughs> waning on this you got, one. You
1: got a new plan, and it's to retire from
0: Cage. But the other issue is that, remember when we did *Sympathy for the Devil, we're like, oh, this movie's going to come out in like two weeks, and on August 25th, and mm-hmm. then August 25th comes and goes, and there's no movie. And then it quietly gets released on September 15th to theaters. And it's just like,
1: what? well, what's going on? I mean, so, it's maybe, I it, maybe it's like the strike thing. They couldn't advertise for it. I you doubt can advertise it. for I mean, it. You just can't do promo Ron for it. Ron Perlman right? was advertising stuff during the strike. I mean, other he was doing other, I mean, threatening things. <laughs> so
0: speaking of Ron and Perlman, the only real trivia about this movie is that while shooting Season of the Witch, he and oh, Cage right. developed a close friendship which led Cage to accept this movie as an opportunity for them to hang out. Just to hang out. He's like, I'll do this movie just so I can hang out with my old friend again. I guess they had cast Ron Perlman before they cast the lead. I guess if Cage is the lead, I mean, there's like a couple leads, right? Like it's him and Ashley Green and kind of Ron Perlman and kind of Jackie Earl Haley. Like it's an ensemble
1: thing. But it feels Mm -hmm. weird to have cast Ron Perlman before Cage. Especially if he's being cast as like uh, lead henchman Bobo, or whatever the hell Mm -hmm. they called him. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, Cage is like, sure, I'll take the lead role in that little movie just to see my friend again. So this is
0: essentially Nicolas Cage's Nobody, Nicolas Cage's John Wick, his atomic blonde, whatever you want to call of, it.
1: Kind of, right? Like halfway through it. <laughs> but, man, it's not good. I'm... It's also like his cop and a half. It's sort of like that. Um I feel I'm so I'm so bummed at my own at my own self that I can't be
0: positive like because that's my I I really want to like all these movies
1: and I just it's hard when they're when it's okay it's hard when they're not good movies that don't have like stuff you can kind of grab onto you know like I think the issue with this movie is we've both seen this movie a thousand times Mm -hmm. like a thousand times and like I don't think it looks good, but other than that, like, there's nothing really bad
0: about it. It's just sort of blah. Like,
1: yeah, the performances are fine. You know, everyone's kind of doing their thing. The like, little
0: girl's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Cage is, I would mentioned to you before going on the air, Cage is doing that guy from Army of One is what it sounds like. He's, like, back into that role. Maybe he looks like the guy. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson's great. I can't wait to see him in Ghostbusters, but, like, I don't know. Jackie Early Haley, he's got the energy. It just... It lacks something, though. You know, there's, like, a punch it needs. It's missing. Asher Green is fine. I knew we were in trouble with the opening credits. Wait. Where... I thought we were in for a treat with the opening credits, but it turned out to be a bad sign.
0: Well, there's, like, they lean so hard into the After Effects, like, Ernie Hudson's name appearing from behind a car as it drives, like, all these, like, splash titles with, like, a character name. Cage's name being The weirdest backwards. part. It's, The only name, Nicolas Cage's name is backwards and it spins around one letter at a time to reveal forwards. And it's
1: just like, what, what, why? There's like a kind of half heartedness and an also like total effort put into, you know what I mean? It feels like someone putting their total effort into it that just doesn't exactly have like the full abilities. I think there's there's ambition here because like the same yeah, like, that you're we talking I'm looking about for ambition. We
0: but. were talking about you said it was like Marvel, I said it was like Fast & Furious, but like whenever we go to a new location they splash up like in big clear letters like where we are. Right. And yeah. like it's a very trendy modern thing to do, but mm-hmm. like there's not a reason for it, right?
1: And, yeah, and also like the um each character kind of gets their own title card. Right. And it's like that very much that Suicide Squad or the Creed kind of we, but they don't show like any other There's no extra info. So it's like, you're only, you're only saying you're only going to willing to go halfway with this for me. You know, if they had thrown up like total number of kills, when you show Ron Perlman's Bobo and Mm -hmm, all this mm -hmm. kind of thing, and like everywhere he's been and killed, like then I might've had a little more uh, investment. I mean, it's kind of worth it in that regard because when they get to Cage and like when
0: when Cage's granddaughter. That's the whole setup. Yeah, I know. But they keep doing it. I know. But she finds him and she finds the address. And on the piece of paper is two different names. Is Matt somebody or Jim somebody, right? And she's like, I don't know who I'm looking for. And he's like, well, it's kind of both, right? But then when they get to him, his title card has says Matt or Jim. It's like, okay, cool. Like That's like, that's the joke. But then they do another like dozen of them. It's yeah. like, you don't have to keep
1: doing that. no. That's the punchline. And there was also that thing with the titles, too, where they, like, came back after they went away. Remember? I was mm-hmm, like, we're mm-hmm, still doing mm-hmm, titles mm-hmm, now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a little, tripped me
0: up a little bit. I will say, I'm just going through my notes in the order that I took. Well, first of all, criminals texting with emojis felt oh, weird. Like they have the one text on screen. Adorable. And I was just like, we've got a problem. Sad face. And I was just like, whoa, okay. Um, but I do think a thing that, I, that they did very well is that, like half of this movie ish takes place in like Miami or DC, and the other half is in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And visually, it is very different. Like the Cayman Islands are very bright and sunny and vibrant and colorful, and Key yep. just wearing like the thing. And when they're in Miami and they're, especially in DC, it's more muted, more grays, and more like dark colors or whatever. And so I think visually, like that looks nice. I mean, it's not only yeah. really cinematography, it's more like the color or
1: whatever, but like. Yeah, and DC is mostly represented by one boardroom. Mm-hmm. It's like one room in an office and a hot building stand. and a hot dog stand outside. It's just. Maybe my favorite scene where they needed their privacy for their secret phone calls.
0: But I think probably, I mean, I think the best performance in this is Ernie Hudson. He comes in very late and he's just got like a couple scenes, where I think he's really good. He's having. He seems to be having fun. Yeah, it gets, gets all squibbed up and shot. I do think, though, Ron Perlman and the little girl are really good together. I mm-hmm. think they play off all well. the, it just- it's kind of the mismatched duo and there's not really a payoff because like he kind of, he sort of shows that he is a human by letting her go, but then she just kicks him in the dick and like runs off and like, (laughs) then he dies anyway. So it's just like, okay, so like this is like the Othello thing, sure. Mm -hmm. But their interplay while they're talking about like him being like, it feels like we have so much
1: background for his character and it works and it doesn't doesn't actually lead to anything. No, that's why I just feel like this is a good, not that that this is good, but like the reason that this has worked before, Mm -hmm. like so Mm -hmm. many Mm -hmm. times. So it's weird to watch it not, really come together, because all the elements are basically there in front of the camera. I guess it's behind the scenes, because it just really, to me, feels like a money thing. Like, they don't have the... It almost seems like everyone's doing, like, a cold reading of the, like, they just got their lines, and they're doing them for the first time, and we don't really have two or three takes to get this, so, like... You know, moving on, mm-hmm. and I just really hate that about these lower budget movies. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's beneficial. Sometimes it has a, um, it gives it like a snap um, to the to the picture. But like this time, it's just I, I don't know. I felt like a fortune teller. Where it was like I just knew what was coming around every corner. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you were like, well, what would you say? You said something about he's gonna have a change of heart. He's not gonna kill the girl. I'm like, yeah. Like that's <laughs> there's only yeah. one way. Like he's not gonna. Act. <laughs> if this movie, if he actually killed the girl, I would have been like all right movie yeah let's see what you're doing here but like no of course he was not gonna kill the girl because it's like like even at the end
1: end, of the movie does he kill the girl like Jackie Earl Haley like turns the gun on his boss and it's like well no duh yeah like I understand how that's supposed to be sort of shocking but the
0: the most annoying thing I mean the movie is that the whole thing is they are fine they're trying to find a flash drive and on the flash drive (laughs) is some kind of like criminal criminality that we we never never know it's like like
1: the briefcase in Pulp Fiction
0: probably (laughs) it's probably what they're doing right because it starts it starts reservoir dogsy and then it It does it's got the pulp fiction someone
1: shot in the gut in the back of the car but they
0: keep calling it a hard drive and i'm like it's not and then someone else like one of the first if not the first henchman to die calls it a disc and ron perlman goes it's not a disc it's a hard drive and i'm like it's not a hard drive it's a flash drive it's a flash drive
1: like it's i'm just like like they even got it right in new batman and they like did a whole play on about mm-hmm. it with thumbs and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like it's, I get it. You don't, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to call it a thumb drive, a flash drive, whatever, but it's not a hard drive. Call it a drive. Joey, it's the stick. why not just use a hard drive as a prop? Why use the little flash drive? At all. It's so hard. It barely reads on screen. I mean, it, it works because I think that like there's like the espionage thing. But like, but hard drives can be small these days. I know. I just don't understand. They just don't have to be these giant bricks. And like, like, you can like, still hide it in a girl's backpack. I just don't understand it. It was, it was funny because I was, I was there too at one point. Because when the guy called it a disc, I was. it's not a disc. And then Ron was like, like it's, it's not a disc. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, movie. But we, we, you see Cage and he's just
0: like, he, we we're introduced to him passed out on the beach, which is like a nice kind of just like very cagey. Cause I said, when, mm-hmm. when, when the girl gets to the house, I'm like, do you think he's going to be grumpy or wacky? And yeah. you said grumpy and he's kind of a little bit of both. I think he's more wacky. Though. He's more wacky and yeah. then he becomes sort of serious as things, you know, but he's just there kind of goofy, disoriented, you know, retired cage. Right. Yeah. And then seemingly out of nowhere smashes a guy in the head with a dumbbell and then just like takes care of business for the rest of the movie.
1: So that's the whole thing is like, I had a a feeling, I thought he was like an ex- mob guy, like it was a uh, oh, like a witness protection thing. almost. But what was the uh, history of violence? Okay, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. like a dark past, and I'm shuffled off into like this small corner of America. and I'm gonna be and, and these guys come and bring me out of retirement, kind of thing. but they, there's no setup for any of that. Like nope. I used to be CIA. I used to be like, A hunter he's like i'm an arbitrator she's like
0: i don't know that is like a lawyer he goes yeah basically he
1: said he used to come in and take care of uh, arguments and like settle arguments his way but it turns out that like yeah he's basically nobody or john wick and like you know they try against his will he's pulled out of retirement and and they tried like but like those guys trained like, for weeks and weeks and weeks. To oh, you like mean the actors. Trans. The actors. Yeah. To, like, shoot a gun. Yes. To throw a punch. To take a hit. Like, Bob like,
0: Odenkirk literally had a heart attack, you know, not on the side of that, but I think because he, like, yeah. stressed his body out so much for nobody that when he was filming Better Call Saul, he's just like, well, body's gonna, you know, take a little nap now. Like,
1: Cage will barely break a sweat, mm-hmm. get shot and brush it off. Like, none of this, like, sticks. He doesn't. I'm not, I I like, again, I like what the movie wants to do. I just don't like how it's doing it because, like, there's no grit in it. Like, when he's throwing those punches, it's like, I don't know. There's no energy to it, but I don't know. That's just Well, like, I think it's also, I think the issue with that is that there's two things. I think number one
0: is one thing you said before, which is that there's only, like, one take. Yeah. Like, when he's got the big rifle with a silencer on it, some of the shots look good. Some of the shots look like that's not how you shoot that gun. Mm-hmm. All the other little guns in the movie are Classic pieces of shit like they're they're it just i don't think there's the budget or maybe there's just not the expertise i don't know what it is but i also think it's like like i don't love nobody i like nobody a lot i love the first john wick as we talked about you know later john wick movies yeah a little bit of a lower return on investment for me but they're all like great they're all better than like most other movies right mm-hmm. but like those are filmed in a way edited in a way and you know Stunt it out in a way that yeah. looks good, and this doesn't. Like it's just like it's all like it's cool ideas without the execution. It's just a yeah, bummer because like because if there was a movie, if you're like, hey, there's a new movie where Nicholas Cage plays nobody, right? It's just like, oh, cool. Like I'm I'm on board. Right. And
1: then you like it's this. You're just like, well, it's not what I. Mm-mm. It's funny because I feel like that's what people thought Pig was going to be, right? Oh, it's his jaw yeah, and then it's it's like they, they pulled out like a total like you know, pull the wool over everyone's eyes with that one in a good way, in a good way, you know? And like, they could have done that in reverse with this, where it's like, it starts out where he's just like the goofy grandpa, but like every once in a while, he'll do something kind of like sus. And then it turns out he was like an ex-assassin.
0: I think the issue that I have with this is that when we finally got the old way, I know that Butcher's Crossing was another Western, but like you had been waiting since we started the podcast, oh, like yeah. eight years for cage in a Western, right? We finally yeah. got a cage in a Western. He might never do another West. I know he's doing Butchers Crossing, but, like, it feels like at a certain point, it's just like, I want to do everything once, essentially, right? Right. And if this is his, like, retired action badass whatever, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to do another one of these. And, like, if this is the version we get, it's like, all right. Not, I don't want to, like, you know, be too mean on the movie, but, like, if it seems like he wants to do everything he possibly can, both in terms of quantity and, like, diversity right which is cool which is admirable yeah 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 and i don't it's everything to be good but like if this is like it's a premise that is, like you were saying earlier not new but it's been done well enough that like the the blueprint is there right just follow the blueprint
1: yeah i agree yeah i think i think i think the movie like trips over itself a lot too with like trying to be too complex with like the fucking hard drives with the hard drive stuff too you know because like they, they clearly couldn't decide what was going to be on it. And then we bring in like what's his name, Vanessa, what's his name? Oh, Rick so, Fox? Then we bring in, like, Rick Fox as, like, this whoever that guy, like, it just starts to be, like, and by the end of the movie, they kind of showed up and be like, hey, hey, none of this, like, really mattered, well, it's, because it's, it's, it's back in the hands of it, where it should be. It like, didn't strike me in the movie, I was just
0: like, I'm not following this, but it, it now strikes me the way you're describing it, like we have the conversation with Sneak Eyes, mm-hmm. where conspiracy is five or more people, <laughs> yes. but, like, we don't know it's a conspiracy, because, like, it just, the ladder just keeps going upwards, right, where right. it's, like, there's people snitching, and there's, like, dirty cops and crooked cops, and, and we're- like... Like feeding good cops info. and whatever. But then, like, they're all either, they're all on the same team, whether they're all dirty or not. And then yeah. also,
1: like, it doesn't matter because it's just like, all the, right. The guy comes in at the end and they basically shoot the dude from Avatar. And they're like, yeah, we were using him to feed false info and also as a, like, a stoolie and a spy in this. And so, like, we're going to shoot him. And then you're like, wait, are those two, are the two Washington people evil? And then they're like, we're not bad. We're just, like, taking protecting everybody and like we're gonna use this information for good and it's like also uh like we were always gonna get it back like he said something like i had it stolen on purpose so i could get it back like i couldn't follow i don't know i don't know
0: i will say that even though the cg blood and like some of the effects on this don't look good there are some cool ideas that again i just sort of wish were like Mm. in a more you know whatever but like cage's idea When he's in the hotel room with his daughter, he says, I need you to open the door really quickly. I'm going to grab a guy and you're going to slam the door. Like, I've never seen that movie. I think it's cool. And it works. And the guys are just like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. And then another guy, when he gets in there in that same scene, he karate chops in the throat. The guy's like gagging because he can't breathe. And then Cage like makes fun of him for 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 choking, choking to death. (laughs) And I think that's kind of funny. And then later he shoots, you know, the only weapon they have on this boat where Ernie Hudson is, is a flare gun. And he shoots that in the guy's mouth. And, like, the effects look bad, but, like, the idea is very cool. Yeah, yeah. And those are three things that, like, I haven't really seen in a movie. And I think that's very cool. Like, it's kind of the Elvis test on the Viva Pod Vegas podcast that we All have right. another episode coming. We're just, like, it's not a good movie, but, like, it's, it's giving me things that I've never seen before.
1: And I appreciate that. Yeah. Show me something. Show me something. End of sentence. You know? Like, yeah, I agree. I like those moments as well. I don't think there's anything else, though, that, like, really... You know, we were talking about how, like, there's that whole hanging off the balcony by the rope thing. Yep. And it just, like, the, you were, like, just the way it's cut and, and, and the way it's shot, it just, like, does not have any sense of, like... There's no danger. Danger or drama or any of that kind of stuff. Everything just sort of falls flat like that. But those moments you mentioned were really good. I also like how when they're on Ernie Hudson's boat... um She hides like under the boat in like the storage area, Mm -hmm. and then the grenade blows a hole in the boat and it like starts drowning, like she starts drowning in it. Like that was pretty clever. I wish the movie
0: committed to a level of excess because at one Mm. point Sarah, the little girl, throws a pistol like a boomerang that cage jumps off a dock, (laughs) catches in midair as it's spinning through the air, and then shoots and fires people before he like lands in the water. And if your whole movie is like shoot him up, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, but nothing like that has happened before. Everything's right. been like he's been he's he's shown that he's good at that kind of stuff, but it's all still been relatively grounded. And this feels insane.
1: I wish we had a little more setup between them early on, where they were doing kind of like you know, grandfather, granddaughter playing games kind of thing. And he like did something and she was like, whoa, where'd you learn to do that? And he was like, oh, back in my old job. Like maybe he like flipped a uh, soda pop cap and like, you know, did something awesome with it or, you know what I'm saying? Like just displayed those skills in some mundane way to be like, whoa, you're are you extraordinary under there? And then by the end of the movie, he could do shit like that. Like John Wick is not
0: set up to be... Like, he's just a guy, right? He, like, his wife dies, has the puppy, and, like, he's just forced against his will. Nobody, he's just, like, a dad. Like, it's like, you wouldn't expect because he's just a dad. Here, it's just, like, it's the same thing. It's just, like, you wouldn't expect because he's, like, a goofy old grandpa. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, uh, you know, looks to be deceiving or whatever,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, Ron Perlman even says, isn't your generation not supposed to judge people? But da, da, da.
0: The only other thing that I want to point out is that... I don't know if it's a direct reference or not. I said it to you (laughs) when she said it, but the Jackie Earl Haley character is named Donnie. Yep. And at one point toward the end, Hector, who was a woman uh, who that actress is in the blackening, which is a very good movie. Okay. Um, She says to him, shut the fuck up, Donnie, which I don't love the, I don't even particularly like the big Lebowski, but like, that's a very iconic Mm -hmm. line from that movie that people know and whether it was known or not, it feels like a reference to a thing. And I don't know. I'm just curious
1: about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you don't particularly like The Big Lebowski? No, I don't I don't think it's funny. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. I remember going to see it in the theater and walking out thinking I was stoned after watching it. That's all I remember the first time I saw it. I walked I mean, I in think sober, walked out stoned. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts, anything else to say about... Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I had more to say. I want to gush more about every new Cage movie. Uh, I mean, at least look, at least he's like, he might look like Army of One again, but like, it's been a while since he was pulling off his look. He's always trying to switch looks and do something different. So like, you know, it's good to see him with the long gray hair and the big bushy beard. He could play Santa Claus. Um, The Hawaiian shirts. Uh, he kind of feels like the Santa Claus room. I think he should leave, though. Doesn't feel like real Santa Claus. It feels like dirty, <laughs> yeah, gross Crashmore, Santa. yeah, um, exactly. But uh, um, I also like some of the parts where he was like, you know, pretending to be stupider than he was with the with the criminals at mm-hmm. first, and he was like doing that. That's always fun to see Cage like act, like to see the character, to see Nick Cage acting, and then his character also have to act in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of fun. Uh, but I was. I'll just come out and say this time because I what I was really disappointed with this one. Man. Yeah, I mean, we always try not to know. do that, but like this one really uh... I don't I
0: don't I don't feel good doing it, but at a certain point, like I wanna be excited. And like I genuinely even if Cage weren't involved, I mean Cage being involved is more exciting, but like I am so excited for Dream Scenario because
1: mm-hmm.
0: love the director, A24, love Dylan Kalula in it. Like there's so much about it that I love, and then Cage to be in it, and also it's supposedly great. Like I am so excited for that yeah. one, and I think that's gonna be great. I don't know much about Butcher's Crossing. I don't, I don't know, know much about these other ones that are coming out. I know that some of them are going to pleasantly surprise. Like, you know, the VOD. Like, they're not all going to be bad, but just, like, feels like with this and Sympathy for the Devil so close together, just, like, mm-hmm. take another crack at something. I, I I would,
1: I'd rather rewatch Sympathy for the Devil, I think. I think he's doing better stuff in that movie. I think he's taking bigger swings, more okay. chances. The, di- the, the diner scene alone might be, you know, worthwhile. Worth That's true.
0: That's very true. <laughs> Anything else? to say or do you want to
1: just come back next oh, time there was uh there is there was an elvis reference remember she yes said to him you went when he was like i retired and she's like you went full elvis or something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> sure and we're like hey right, it's a thing that's something we, we do an elvis podcast we
0: do an elvis podcast <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back for Butcher's Crossing and Dream Scenario. And also we have another episode of the Elvis podcast, the aforementioned Elvis podcast coming out very soon. So go check out Viva Pod Vegas to watch hear us talk about Harem Scarum, another bad movie. Oh boy. And just email mailbag at cageclub.me if you want to write into the show. I am Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time right here on Cage Club.